0: be saturday what
1: day is it today wednesday. wednesday exactly ah! welcome to film fire club i'm glenn falcons number Falcon Screen, and we are joined by sydney filmmaker chris evans Ooh! and freelance writer and critic brought Nehru. a <laughs>
0: staying alive staying alive
2: we're yeah man and
1: that's exactly, what we're, <laughs> uh, exactly <laughs> what we're doing we are in uh self-isolation at the moment. Again, we are recording from our respective abodes and air broadcasting from the 2SCR studio. If you're listening on 2SCR, please uh, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify where you can hear our, we'll be doing more regular shows and sometimes shows during the week with updates because a lot is happening at the moment.
2: Yeah, we're, we're going, we've endeavored to continue creating a show even once 2SCR inevitably closes.
0: Um, I mean, let us set we scene. don't know that'll happen. Yeah, but. Let, but let us set the scene for you. Glenn is sitting on his balcony. Uh, Chris is like looking beautiful with his you know, amazing lighting. I look beautiful too, Bharat. <laughs> and I'm with my dingy room, which uh, is going to be a very new place very soon because I've done some very dull things. So that's pretty scary. Very,
2: very dull, massive responsibilities.
0: Yeah. yeah, in Very this dull, time yeah. of everybody getting yeah. losing their jobs, I've yeah. taken on a massive economic responsibility. It's so the wisest decision. Yeah there's, yeah, there's been a lot of economic
1: upheaval in the past couple of weeks. Uh, this is one of the things we are going to talk about. We Just to note, we are going to air on Wednesday. We recorded this on Tuesday night following the mm-hmm. Prime Minister's press conference, so there may have been major developments since that time. One of the major yeah. developments since we last, last went to air was, of course, specifically regarding the film world, that... Cinemas are among the many public venues and, and areas of gathering that have closed. All cinemas have closed happened. in Australia. It's happened. Um, film production obviously remains at a halt. More and more festivals since we went to air have postponed. Um, the, the count is uh, 40 plus at the moment by my reckoning. And okay. that includes, of course, the Sydney Film Festival and more festivals going into May. There I said, for the Sydney Film Festival, there are no festivals that have um, not. That have cancelled programming June or onward, but obviously at this point with things effectively going on for some months, this remains to be seen.
2: It's incredible to me that the Cannes Film Festival, which has been postponed since our last episode, still think they're going ahead potentially at the end of June or early July. That's to me, that's so ridiculous.
1: Again, they're looking to maintain. I think they're looking to maintain a virtual market, or at least a virtual place where people can trade, but then they rely to such an extent on not just the atmosphere, but what is endemic to that festival gathering. And they, they, they are stubborn about this.
2: They want to actually run a festival at, at Khan, not just a virtual festival. Um, I know. The, the, it's, it's so silly to me because I think, I mean, I, I'm not an epidemiologist. My uh, opinion here isn't worth that much, but it is, let's say we do... One it night. reeks
0: of arrogance. We can call it that. It does. I mean, it's definitely very, it very arrogant. Yeah.
2: They were very. They were some of the last to actually postpone their festival. Um, and, uh, you know, people were saying for, for weeks, um, this is happening in May. Why hasn't it been cancelled yet? Um, and when they finally announced it, instead of announcing a cancellation, they said, gave a postponement and said they're looking for a date in early, sorry, around June, July. The thing is... Even if, we, uh, if most of the world does a good one to two month lockdown and we do actually uh, flatten the curve enough that e- the economy starts to be restarted, um, I, holding something that invites a lot of international travelers in and crams them into spaces lining up in queues and then all together in packed auditoriums is a great way to, to kick off a new epidemic.
0: It is, yeah, but we also do note I d- that I, d- I don't think there'll be international travel which will be allowed by that point. Exactly,
2: it won't be allowed by then. We,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. So. We, we do note that again. This is going to air short. This is being recorded shortly following the prime minister's press conference. But accepting um, certain circumstances and compassionate circumstances, um, international tra- the travel from, by Australians overseas has been banned. And of course, we do defer to the news coverage on Tuesday. Two- and the and, and sense of coverage that is going on around the station and other outlets about what is going on. But that is one of the major steps the government has taken. And um, it is certainly, that sort of advice is certainly adverse to such gatherings as, well, Khan in its uh, traditional form, even something akin to its traditional form taking place. And certainly that is why festivals like the Sydney Film Festival and a lot of small festivals too, even festivals that had, and for screenings of cinemas that had smaller events, outdoor screenings, outdoor venues, They've shut down on government advice. Everyone is trying to flatten yeah. the curve. If I, I can,
0: I, I think locally, I think Sydney Film Festival getting cancelled was a big blow personally for me. I think it's... It, it's a huge blow We, we, should, we should say postponed,
1: possible. just to be clear. It's been postponed and cancelled. So we don't know when it will occur, but yeah, they have said it's enough. been postponed to the moment. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Okay. Uh, I mean, a, a summer film festival is not quite the same, is it? I wouldn't be opposed to it.
0: No. No, I um, think we... Are, especially because Bellinale seems to have actually got some really good films and I was really keen to watch some of them. Uh, Hong Sang-soo yes. winning the, you know, Silver Bear Best Director, which is long overdue.
2: They just have a limited uh, market of films to choose from, basically only films that showed at Venice and Berlin.
1: Yeah. And we have to remember, down the track, when the restrictions do lift in Australia and otherwise you're going to have a situation where more than likely, not just the festivals, but for major tentpole releases from all the major studios, a lot of them want to be released at once. And certainly a lot will want to come out of the window where cinemas are immediately open. So there's going to be a time where you will see a glut of demand, not just from patrons, but by uh, festivals, by major studios, certainly um, Disney and some of the other studios will be jockeying for those spaces. So, and, and, But the, and having said that, film releases could still be staggered, especially as production has come to a halt and, We'll on the, I, I, I was thinking about the films that were in production now will come out in the later days.
0: Chris, you, you want to go first and then I'll add? Well, it. I was
2: going to say on, on the subject of things like Khan, um, I you just hold on to the same films. This is what I would do hold on to the same films, contact the filmmakers, say, look, it's unlikely that Italy is going to allow a Venice Film Festival to go ahead in September, right? Let's be re- real. Um, I'm
0: derailed. the realist.
2: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that um, we won't have any kind of control over the operation, but I feel like any kind of mass gatherings like that are going to be discouraged at least for the next six months. Um, but I, I don't understand why they can't just, or, um, given that as Glenn's saying with regard to the more mainstream releases, they're all just being withheld for a really long time. Um, I don't understand why they can't just sit on the con lineup lock it in with, you know, you know, talk to all those filmmakers and say, we want to screen up your films at Cannes 2021.
0: How do you guys feel about that? But even then, I was thinking whether this is an opportunity to actually take advantage of, you know, uh, streaming services and actually utilize that. Because a lot of people are stuck at home. There's no sports to watch. What are you going to watch? Streaming. And That's actually, a lot of, lot of people are happening. just going to take yeah. advantage of that. Uh, and, you know, my dad is watching SBS World Movies.
2: Nice. It's been yeah. really good. We'll talk about that I later mean, on. The- but,
0: but also just generally, he's someone who doesn't watch movies with subtitles. He's never right, watched okay. it. okay. But suddenly his sports um, are cut off, and he's forced to watch it, and he's like, actually, it, this is not too bad. So nice. he's coming around to the idea.
2: Okay, so I, I think we need to talk about this big elephant in the room about streaming and the future of movies. Um, Amazon uh, is doing a portal in America where it's like it's your virtual in-home cinema and they're showing some of the independent releases and such that would have been going to cinemas around this time.
0: Um, Acme is doing a virtual portal with Panahi and uh, tomorrow,
1: yeah. I think. With the, so, uh, no, it's tonight. Yeah, really nice. So just, just, to tonight, be, yeah. just to be clear, um, Acme oh. and Melbourne Cinematheque have launched uh, the v- virtual Cinematheque for the first time. Every Tuesday, they're going to release details of the films and they will screen on the Wednesday. So the Jafar Panahi double is screening right now and it will be every week. And I think it's, uh, I'm sorry, I've got the names in front of me. I'll just
0: find them. It's uh, the ones that- Offside and The White Balloon. Yes, thank you. Both so really good movies. Both really good movies. Offside is a really good sports movie. I think it's the best offside one. is
2: offside. It might be the is one of the best Panahi films. I I'm not the best, but I think it's yeah. One of good. one
0: of the best. It, both of them are really good. So it's like yeah, vibe. Um, yeah, best. Yeah. Movie.
2: So if I, well, if I, only I could turn back time, I'd tell you to watch that tonight instead of yeah. listening to the show.
1: But there's, there's a big difference between, and we're going to go on to talk about some of the examples of individual venues like the Melbourne Cinematheque and Acme who have non on temporary service, places like Amazon and Netflix who so are looking to realise, yes, there are people at home now looking for an outlet and who are going to be signing up in droves to these services.
2: There was a really extraordinary um, rumour. Apparently it got shut down, but it, there were genuine talks in this direction about Warner Brothers releasing the biggest film of the year, Wonder Woman 1984, direct to Video On Demand. Wow. it's massive. It, they decided... Wow. Um, someone vetoed it. They said, no, this movie's too expensive. We oh need to... But, they were, but it went to serious points of senior executives discussing, when, should we just do that?
0: When was the actual release planned?
2: June.
0: It's not going to happen.
2: No, the, oh, no, no, it's not coming out in June. It's, it's they, they've decided... Already? Yeah, they they postponed it, but for a moment they would. They thought, should we actually release this to streaming? Um, here's a, a point that would be pretty cool. What? Yeah, it would be cool, but um, there are some really serious ramifications for the future of movies with what's going on right now. Um, if the movie theater, uh, there was the theater exhibition, whatever it's called, I'm not sure, um, uh, like Association of America. Made an appeal saying, "If we don't get a government bailout, basically the entire American cinema, uh, well, you know, industry is finished." We've been talking for years about streaming is going to kill movies, blah 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 blah, and everyone said, "Yeah, yeah, sure," um, just like TV and VCRs were going to. But um, I wonder if it's really a possibility that we're looking at the end of theatrical exhibition outside of um, special things like film festivals now. Um, it's it's really possible there's all kinds of economic craziness that could happen um, and what's that going to mean for the future of movies
0: i mean that's true and the, a lot of people in the arts have lost their jobs and and it's it's you know it's a really tough time for people in the arts it's it's kind of heartbreaking to see that and uh, i think the arts are taking the biggest hit you know,
1: there is major concern among arts communities throughout australia to what extent there will be support from the government and certainly individual cinemas have great concern for the coming months ahead. I know uh, there are some cinemas that have different relationships with landlords, only some cinemas will own the land, but ir- irrespective, there isn't financial certainty. And many cinemas, like a lot of theaters, have reached out to people to say, um, tickets you purchased, um, you can use them down the line, the Hayden Orpheum, a cinema that is very dearly close to my heart that I grew up going to and I still go to, have said, please buy vouchers for movies now. that will be valid definitely and will be valid when we come back. Um, mm. film festival like the Sending Sun Film Festival, which is interestingly tied to Melbourne Sun Theatre, are looking at streaming online to continue engaging patrons. Uh, and But realistically, cinemas, they're not venues like bottle those, they're not bars that can continue serving beer or do takeaways. They function as screen films and they can't do that anymore. And in I, I believe that there will be crowds who will go to cinemas in droves when the restrictions lift, but it will if be if no the cinemas out.
2: are still open.
1: We, and I and it, depend, and it will vary widely in different jurisdictions and among individual cinemas and among individual communities hmm. and also by individuals' uh, traditions and habits by that point. We will be, many film goers and casual and dedicated alike, will be much more likely, much more dependent upon streaming or or just used to it when this is over. And Not, certainly yeah. there will be a more direct mechanism for a lot of distributors to more traditionally just send Material to streaming,
2: the, yeah, and just directly bypass cinemas. If you like movies, you're going to have yeah. to stream. That's you'ren't going to be your only option. So it's as you say, it's going
0: to. I think we're also that. not acknowledging one other factor. It's that you know, yes, once the world gets back to some kind of normalcy, we will see people coming back to the movies. But it's not going to happen very quickly. People are still no. going to, you know, take their time. They're still going to be scared to go out in the public spaces. So that's going to still have a sort of a. That's right. Effect.
2: I think so mass gatherings. Be Ma- yeah, I think mass gatherings, I-, I think the scar of this, of what's unfolding is going to be so strong that, as Rod says, mass gatherings are going to be something that people are afraid to do for a while. Um, yeah. This whole situation is... Even if is, the health advice is different to the- Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's
0: it's not um, like if the restrictions live for tomorrow, you start going out and be like, oh my God, I'm just going to go out to a movie. That's my... That's going to take two, three months for you to like readjust.
2: Over the shock. Yeah. 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 Um, the whole thing's phenomenally sad, but and usually the idea of our movie theatre is just going to go away would be something that I would be incredibly depressed about. But this entire situation and all the ramifications and all the job loss going on is so overwhelming uh, that all I can think is sort of... I, I, I'm, I'm just kind of numb to it. The, Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, centering. who knows what's going yeah. to happen in the future.
1: The, the, the Prime Minister's announcement tonight... Well, last night, by what time this goes to air and affects that every job he listed affects thousands and thousands of people you know but you know um people are going to band together and they're going to do it in practical ways they're going to do it by seeking forms for entertainment just to for relief um we hope they do seek it out one of the things that um really struck me um most of the cinemas i go to a palace or dandy or the Orpheum. i used to live on the back door of Hoyts, and Hoyts released a statement yesterday when or the other day when cinema was closed saying For 111 years, Hoyts have been serving. They've been going through the Great Depression, through both World Wars, but this is the first time there's been a shutdown of their services. And in those times, it was very difficult. People went to the movies, and now that outlet, at least in traditional form, at least for the moment, is not there. And that's sad for industry, and it's sad for a lot of people who go to the movies for for that release.
2: Did you guys feel, reading a lot of the statements that cinemas have put out, that they have a fear this is actually the last time they'll ever be open? A lot of these... I I don't know if I was projecting onto this, but reading a lot of these statements where they um, talk about our great history, we've always served, da-da-da. They always say we look I, forward I to serving for, blah, 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 the in small... the future, but I kind of reading between the lines was like, like is, this, is this maybe possibly a goodbye note? The way they were written, a lot of them talking about our future what we've prided ourselves on, et cetera, et cetera. I just had a, the, a lot of those gave me a bad feeling.
0: For the smaller chains, it kind of, especially dendies and all, I think it kind of does feel like that. But I guess with events and Hoyts and the corporate change, no, I think there's still a pause button. But it does feel like well, it for you, indie cinemas, even like a Hayden Orphium, that kind of a thing, it does kind of feel like that might be a goodbye. Then again, as Chris made the point,
1: a lot of pe- uh, festivals and, and fair might do especially better than a lot of mainstream fair in this new environment we're contemplating. And the, the home of those places is Dendi and Palace, the independent theatres, rather than overwhelmingly the mainstream theatres. Um, I think, yeah, there are ways to support your local cinema and local community, and um, certainly the Orphium have reached out with that, and I'm sure cinemas will be highlighting those measures over the coming weeks and months.
2: The, the um, Just to go back to this idea of are we finally seeing the thing that's going to cause a big shift to streaming, um, the ramifications of that are pretty interesting to think about, because going back to the Wonder Woman being delayed the the argument in favor of no, we can't do that. we have to hold on to it is it's too expensive. Um, tentpole blockbusters are based on a model where people are going to the cinema you' not um even if people are paying twenty dollars, forty dollars, or whatever number they come up with um they, apparently they wanted to charge forty dollars for Wonder Woman when they were discussing that um, Wow but yeah. Yeah.
0: That is insane.
2: Not many people are going, in a world where you're used to having all this entertainment available for you for like $10, $15 a month, people are not going to want to pay $40. Um, This could actually finish off the tentpole industry. We'd go back to a model of smaller films, less special effects. $100 million is the maximum budget for anything.
0: Look at the irony, though, for a movie movie called Wonder Woman 84 you're charting 40 bucks, which is definitely not 1984 prices. That's definitely 2020 prices. No, like for
1: 40 bucks, you get like three (laughs) streaming services a month. True. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
2: yeah. But that's that's the kind of pricing that would be necessary to support your Marvel Cinematic Universe or Star Wars or whatever. So like this could be the thing that takes the movie industry back to a model from 30 years ago where you've got a few expensive movies. More sustainable
0: model, yeah, essentially.
2: Yeah, and, but most and, films are more script based, and you don't need to make as much money on them. Yeah, mid
1: budget, and that was when the Academy Awards always awarded those, and a lot more budget, and also just a lot more smaller budget films. Yeah, potentially, um, to highlight, in addition to the Melbourne Cinema Tech, uh, there has been a number of places that have looked to go on, online recently. In terms of streaming and accessing and getting out there to patrons pink flamingo cinema in marrickville is one of them they ran a shorts watch together party last thursday i know they'll be doing this continuously so at the cinema local independent you can seek them out um the japanese film festival just earlier tuesday night announced that they're doing a new program it's on their website jff online we can access 12 japanese films including several films that screened at the japanese film festival in 2019 it's free the subtitles National Film and Sound Archive in Canberra. They already have a lot of Australian collections online. They're dedicated to releasing new content every every couple of weeks. Um, coming up on Friday, Static Vision. We had Felix Hubble on from last couple of weeks ago talked about Hyperlinks. They're doing a six-hour stream party. I guarantee you I'm going to be there at 6 yeah. p.m. till 12 am on friday night a collection of shorts um it's all curated it's all online it's a chat room you can talk to each other um this is a melbourne event but filmonic their sister sellers in sydney are doing a live streaming event with filmmakers including q a and shorts like they would but online on the uh, the 31st
2: yeah Kino sydney are planning to do the same thing at some point in the future
1: april 6th uh that's the night of april 6th and um uh, there are there any other ones? Uh, those are the ones I have down for the moment. Um, I did, uh, as of earlier this morning, Wednesday morning, there'll be an article published on Festivus, the common power screen with a list of all those details, plus some interviews with um, some people putting those on. So you can seek that out for some of the timings.
2: festivaz is dot uh, com.
1: Thank you. And that has up to date details on all the festivals that are running online events and events around the country. And we will continue in the you know, coming weeks to update you on streaming events as well as discussing some of the things they're streaming on. We'll have a week on SBS On Demand, a lot of stuff on Amazon. I've seen pretty much everything on Netflix to this point. So happy to talk all Netflix things uh, we're going to be doing. But we'll take your suggestions. Let us know.
0: Yeah, we're happy yeah. to do a Fun. episode, like, you know, because we're in lockdown. So we're also, and now they start. But I was very lucky because uh, Film Club uh, shut down uh, because of the lockdown thing. But I did end up taking at least 20 DVDs uh, last week from Film Club, anticipating something. And there's no like, rental fees. And there's yeah, yeah, no rental clubs, fees. Yeah, film Club's uh,
2: are film club still operating through the um, through the hole in the wall for orders. Yeah, they are. They literally are. The film club are
1: operating, and the wavelet. Yeah, let's run to the wavelet fees. Great shop in Darlinghurst. Obviously, practice safety and social distancing, but they are open. And you just
2: need to walk up to a little metal bar, which you might want to wash your hands after touching. But uh, you know, basically, through the returns yeah. shoot that if you you talk in advance, ask the films they want, they'll they'll give them to you.
0: Yeah, and they have uh, changed operating hours. It's now twelve pm to six pm.
1: And just a note on those two film nights, Filmonic in Melbourne on Tuesday and Kino on April 6th. If you're a filmmaker, even if you're a non traditional filmmaker, you can submit stuff to these uh, places. And Kino, they're especially inviting people to do a self isolation challenge, i.e., a film you could only make um, in that sort of environment. So take it up. I know there's a lot of filmmakers who are getting in
0: with every Kino challenge. <laughs> Is that. No, well.
1: I've submitted films to Kino, but they've all pretty much been like, we, we've had a little more mobility and uh, uh, we haven't had this restriction imposed. We can have
2: all. some really dingy, grimy um, video diaries, I reckon. You, you mean know. real. I mean, social isolation. You know. Real
0: and raw. This is Indie what real, spirit. Real filmmaking is about as Spike Lee would call it. Anyway. Yeah, so um, you'll,
1: you're, you're listening to Film Fight Club with uh, Glenn Falkenstein, Veratneru and Chris Evans. And we've talked a lot about what's going on up now, but we also want to talk about some of the things that are happening on streaming. And we thought, uh, Varad and I, and uh, so to an extent, mainly Varad and I, are very, very big Bond fans. It is my favourite film series. It is a series I've watched since I was a child. And No Time to Die was supposed to come out next week. We will yeah. cover No Time to Die and James Bond in more detail down the track. But we
0: thought, given we're missing James Bond, let's talk about James Bond. I know, and you're right. I mean, a bit like Glenn, actually, James Bond was a rite of passage for me cuz this these were the first set of movies that my dad made me watch as a young adult because he saw this is the rite of passage for being a man is that you appreciate bond and the finer things in life and you get to know about your whiskey and the scotch and being cool and whatever and objective objectifying people That's part of what yeah, that, it, that that parts <laughs> not okay some of the films have not aged well i was
2: watching um, because channel nine, you know, because I'm an old media guy I'm streaming, what's that? Yeah. Channel nine, we're they're doing all on stan, a marathon. Stan guys, they're all on stand. I know, they're all on stan. Um the channel nine, we're doing a marathon of like every day a new Bond film leading up to the release of No Time to Die, which they're <laughs> continuing with, even though No Time to Die is not coming out. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I tuned in the other day um to watch a bit of Diamonds Are Forever and like, man, the <gasps> sexism.
1: Oh uh, God. Not just the sexism, Mr. Kid and the, the Mr. The, Kid, yeah. The two seconds. I can't remember the other guys. He's name. the ugliest oh, villain, uh-huh,
0: and and the Diamond of Forever. Oh. You know, they they had, you know, this incredible sequence where she's trying to hide the tape in a bikini, and it's the most, oh. like, and you are like, how did nobody notice that? But yeah, no, no, like, that wasn't the worst
1: thing in the movie. The worst thing in the movie was the naming of the Bond girl Plenty O'Toole. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then throwing her out a window into a pool. Uh, there's some outrageous stuff in these movies. Uh, again, they not ba- aged well.
2: Who would win in a fight, Plenty O'Toole or Pussy Galore? P-
1: uh, Pussy Galore. She's.
2: Uh, Am in I the, in heaven?
1: In the, in the books, in, in the books she um, is a. She's a martial artist and she, as so in the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. In, in, yeah. Maybe Plenty
1: O'Toole is a tool, is tool. I don't know, yeah. but there's uh, pus- an yeah. established. Yeah. Facet Pussy of pus- did, did you yeah. say
2: Plenty O'Toole yeah. is a tool?
1: No, I said we, uh, no, I said we don't know. Uh, I haven't read Diamond <laughs> for in a long time and okay. don't, we don't get spent as much time with the character, but yeah, uh, they established that the-, the Honor Blackman character is yeah. uh, more proficient in martial arts.
0: The other reason why my dad loves Bond films is the Indian connection. So Roger Moore's Octopussy was a shot. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> extensively shot that in India, movie. featured featured a, lot it. Of it, featured a lot of Indian actors. Kabir Bedi in the role of the henchman, and uh, oh, yeah. the, the guy who crushed the dice yes. in his hands, played yes. That guy was a guy was amazing. Yeah, he's actually a really good Indian actor. But anyway, he got stereotyped as in most movies. Oh. But also, uh, there's the one where Bond is swinging through the ropes uh, like yeah. Tarzan, and but it's it, such oh, a bad God. movie. A lot These latter
2: Roger Moore movies are terrible. Yeah.
0: Have well, you, they, um, History there is he should
1: be never have been Bond off to that point. Sorry, he was never supposed to be Bond at that point. Several yeah. people auditioned in '83, including so Sam Neill, um, Lesley Connery. But they oh, gave him support. Sam
2: Neill. Would have been so good. The, the
1: screen test. The Look at the screen test for
2: Sam Neill as Bond. It's okay, right. '80s and, Sam Neill. He's so suave. Like he's he's still suave, but he has that like he, toughness, similar to Timothy Dalton. I'm basing this mostly yeah. on his character in Possession. Yeah, we t- filmed around the same time. I can yeah. totally see that.
1: What's the great film? It's 90s, but dead calm. Like, you can imagine dead calm. Bond yeah, in that era.
2: Speaking of this latter era, I actually love Timothy Dalton. I wish that guy had gotten a shot at a third film. I wish he'd been in GoldenEye like it was originally planned.
1: Living Daylights is one of the most underrated Bond films. I'm less Living Daylights is great. Kill.
2: Yeah, License to Kill, I think they were a bit confused about like, the direction they could I, go in. But I thought I, Dalton's take on the character yeah, was excellent.
0: But I've never understood why... Moore even took the part because he's already playing St. Templar before the Bond film. He like he's already kn- playing- what else was he going to do? Like he wasn't going to do, he knew he, knew he was going to probably retire after that. He did retire. He wanted to
1: do two more shots. Pierce Brosnan wanted the same. He wanted the fifth one after Die Another Day. Um, certainly Craig's keeping going because they obviously offered Roger Moore an equivalent, a tr- equivalent truckload of money for 1983.
2: Craig is smart though. Remember when he um said that uh, he would rather slash his wrists than do another Bond movie? And That's such a brutal, a ruthless negotiating tactic. It's like, <laughs> hey, come on, guys, spill up. Pay, spill up. pay me a truckload of cash.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, we're it's it's it's, it's <sighs> wonderful. But actually, uh, we should we should have this debate. Who is your favorite Bond actor? Craig. 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 What? Yeah, I don't know. I feel... how he's barely a Bond. He's more like Jason Bond. He's not even James Bond.
1: Only in Quantum of Solace. Craig uh, ran the gamut of good action, humor, believable, in some cases, romantic scenes, and whereas Sean Connery, don't, he'd don't already, and it, it was more physical than
2: Connery. He was more so,
1: physical than any actor, with the exception of Lazenby and
2: possibly Dalton.
0: Also, I'm going to,
2: say, I love Dalton. I yeah. love Dalton. Um, probably Timothy Dalton, honestly.
0: Yeah, it I think I mean, we're running. Yeah, for me, it's a. Toss-up. I like
2: a lot of these underappreciated bonds.
0: Yeah, I, I'm toss up between Dalton and Sean Connery. I think Sean Connery's definitive take on Bond, especially you know when he comes up, and that's the image you have, and it's actually very hard to shake. And actually, It, holds it is hard to well shake,
2: yeah, because
0: it holds up pretty well, to be honest. I think we're running
1: short of time, um, so uh, we might have to wrap it shortly. However, we will. What what we might do is we might do a subsequent just podcast episode where we're talking about Bond. We have a lot more to debate. Who's our favorite Bond? Um, Who's our favorite film? Who's who's a what's what's a
0: favorite Bond girl name? That would be interesting as well. Uh, Oh God, I can. Uh, this is very before we wrap okay, that's that's another week But I just need to in, say
2: we said last week we'd have the podcast sorry we'd have social media ready forgive us it's a pandemic we'll, we'll have it definitely for next week and we'll give you the details in the next episode we, should, we, we will This so so please,
1: hold us accountable you know so, so please subscribe on iTunes Spotify what we talk about SBS On Demand films next week and other directors and themes in subsequent weeks and giving constant updates on what is going on in the industry thank you for joining us stay safe Enjoy movies. This has been
0: Glenn Favitz, thank Chris Evans, have a good and safe night wherever you're listening.